We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Here we go, another edition of the post-game live stream. Tonight's episode, the Knicks are closing in on another assistant coach to add to Tom Thibodeau's bench. His name is Kenny Payne, and we're going to talk about uh, what Kenny's going to bring to the team. Also, Michael Porter Jr. is having a monster, monster return to the NBA bubble. Was that yet another blunder by the Knicks and not selecting him in the 2018 draft? Let's talk about it. Phone lines are up. 657-383-1509. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man JL's from Nick of Time Show. JL's, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. NBA basketball is back. Good to see some type of basketball back again. I'm enjoying yeah. it, man. <laughs> yeah, good to see good to see some basketball back. Obviously, no yeah. Knicks basketball, and it might not no. be for a little while. But uh, we'll we'll have some news on the on next season as well for the fans as well. So um, stay tuned for that. But let's talk about Kenny Payne, J. Ellis, because uh, reports are swirling around the net these past couple of days that Kenny Payne, the associate head coach at the University of Kentucky basketball, been there for ten years. Um, is closing in on a deal with the Knicks for Tom Thibodeau's staff. Now, they're saying Kenny Payne and World Wide West are very close friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, Known for his development philosophy at Kentucky. They said this is the brains behind the whole operation, JL. It's very, very uh, highly touted. Seems like uh, Kentucky Wildcats faithful are fearful of losing him. That's how important that they consider him. He's also been known to... uh, uh, be a big man coach. Carl Anthony Towns spoke very highly of him. He, he said his development philosophy is second to none. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of the the writers now are throwing in the, oh, he's got a relationship with Cat. He's got a relationship with Book. He's got a relationship with so on and so forth. But right from a pure coaching perspective, what, what do you think about it? Good move. A good sign. If any organization is scared... I take that as good news for the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
first and foremost. Uh, he's, it seems like a guy who's going to push his players as well as give them some tough love, a la Woodson, a la Tom Thibodeau. Well, Tom Thibodeau kind of gives the tough love. But this this guy seems like he's a guy who, although he pushes his player hard, he gives him tough love. You, you read stories about players throwing up during workouts, quitting. Yeah. <laughs> so you know they're going to put um some of these players through the ringer. Julius Randle himself is trained under him, so I'm wondering if maybe he can, you know, find his mojo back again. Good point. If, this assistant coach is here and yeah, who know who knows? Uh, maybe he can give Kevin Knox his mojo as well because Good Kevin point. Knox got better under Kentucky and maybe he's missing a push because uh, uh, Kevin Knox himself said a while ago that he likes tough love. Now we have Tim Thib- Tom Thibodeau here, Mr. Tough Love himself yeah. and yeah. some blast from his past from Kentucky who can also give him some tough love. So it could bode well for the Knicks. But let's see what happens. You know, obviously I'm not averse to it. It, You know, this guy is coming highly touted from, you know, from what you hear from University of Kentucky, from what you hear from around the beat. This guy's got a good resume. You know, I'm not falling for any of the relationship stuff. I don't know. I don't care who he knows. I don't care who he's cool with. I don't care if if he, you know, if he was a Q dog with somebody else's father and that might get him here. Forget the free agency (laughs) stuff. If he's coming here from a development standpoint, then like you said, I'm, I'm interested in seeing uh, his impact on Mitch, on Julius, on Kevin Knox. Those three in particular. He's set to be a big man coach. Will he be working with Kenny Wooten at some point? You know, so um, development, 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 JL. That is the name of the game. That's what we need to be focused on. It's already been said that Tibbs is looking to hire a development staff, a separate staff from the coaching staff, JLs. We got to get with the times, man. There there are a number of teams with separate coaching staffs. Obviously, the Raptors are the cream of the crop, but there's other teams as well. The Kings, the Sixers uh, that have five or six people that are strictly developed, st- strictly devoted to player development. So that that's where we need to be playing right now. Absolutely, man. I, I can't, I can't, man, CP. I felt bamboozled. I felt hoodwinked when I realized that we had one of the smallest development staffs in the NBA when this, you know, this coaching staff and this front office was pushing development so hard. They pushed a, they pushed a narrative that we have assistant coaches who are good for development. We didn't even have a shooting coach. <laughs> yeah. We had Keith Smart. I mean, no offense to Keith Smart. I'm sure, you know, he, he was a good college uh, athlete, a good player in Indiana, but... Clearly, he wasn't the guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what happened with Keith Smart, man. I always say he got Moutier right. Like, Moutier was shooting. <laughs> yeah, Moutier was Moutier shooting. was right. shooting. And, but Dennis Smith Jr., he never quite got the smart way going for him. So, I don't know. D- I don't know. DSJ was shooting bricks, man. But, um, yeah, as you said, you know, we brought in Craig Robinson. And we're going to get into the Perry stuff in a minute because this this episode is is – Really, really going to dig deep into into Scott Perry's resume and understanding what he really brought to this team so far. But, you know, they brought in Craig Robinson last year or two years ago as, as the development guru. He was supposed to have the secret sauce, mm-hmm. right? But no staff. No staff. If you go on Real GM and, and you go through the NBA staff and for each team on Real GM, I'm telling you, there are a number of teams with five to six people with player development just in their job titles. It's, it's, it's insane. It's insane when you start to realize when you go back into the stories and in, in the back of my mind, and you, I remember reading stories about Kevin Knox thinking about hiring his own coach, 
shooting coach and RJ looking for his own coach. And I, I, I just put together my mind last week, CP. Like, holy crap, we were understaffed the whole time. And I don't, what happened there? That was a, a major ball drop. Major, <laughs> major blunder. Major blunder. Um, if you're going to be talking development, it's a, it's a blunder. You know, so hopefully, hopefully they're getting that side of the house together because that's where I feel like the focus needs to be. You know, it's good that all these guys have relationships, so on and so forth. That's fine. But let's get the house in order first before we start talking about who knows who and, and you know, who they can potentially bring. Because I'm not I'm not buying any of that at this moment in, in time. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Um, good to be back on, man. It was on like about a week ago, so good to be back on with everybody. Happy Sunday. Hope mm-hmm. you guys are enjoying the uh, the return, the, the bubble as well. Let me salute some people in the chat. Salute to um, Shells Heavy in the building. Shells, how you feeling? Yeah, shout out to Shells, bro. Shout out to you, man. Yeah, man. We got No Dice 414 in here. We got Alexis E says, I love the Knicks. John Talento always in here. What's going on? Salute Apple Faxonado in here. Paul Butler, how you feeling? Who you want to shout out, Jails? So shout out to my guys who are strolling in right now. Brian Fishman, shout out to you. Gregory W. Mm-hmm. Big Oso. Brandon McNeely. Uh, Ryan Green, shout out to you. Shells Heavy and John Talento always as well. Always chat hopping. Shout out to you guys. Absolutely, man. Phone lines up 657-383-1509. Um, Alex is on. We're going to get to Alex in a second. But um, you know what, Jay Ellis? You know, since Alex wants to talk about the draft, but we got to go backwards in time, man, because in the 2018 NBA draft, mm. 14 teams passed yep. on one Michael Porter Jr. Talk about it. We were there. We were there at the Barclays Definitely Center. There. We were in the suite. You know what I mean? Solo dolo. Just, you know what I mean? You know, throw a little flex in there. But we were there. Mm-hmm. And um, we knew we knew what it was, you know. Uh, the, the Kevin Knox pick was pretty much known all day. You know, it was a very uh, anticlimactic draft. But the question was, would Porter Jr. sneak in there at some point because he was sliding one after the other, right. one after the other, and that became the story of the lottery. And yeah, there were there were several Knicks fans in the building. You know, the MPJ chants were were going crazy in the Barclays. There were there were fans that that wanted him. Uh, ultimately, the Knicks passed and and went with uh, Kevin Knox. Now, since then, Michael Porter Jr. missed his rookie year. He missed most of his second year. Right? Most of it. He missed most of it. Um, and now he's coming in hot in the bubble, JLS. Right now, his last five games, these are his last five stat line. 23-11 and 11 against the Jazz. 27 and 12 against the Trailblazers. 30 15 against the Spurs. 37 and 10 against <sighs> OKC. Yeah. That, that was his last four. And then he dropped uh, 11, 11 points in a loss to Miami. Uh, so then, so then, you know, as he's going on this tear now, Jails, here come all the beat writers on Twitter. Oh, you call you saw it coming. You saw it coming. The avalanche is coming. coming. The, the Knicks are always involved, even when they're not involved, right? Exactly. And so here it is. How could the Knicks have done this? How could the Knicks have passed on MPJ? Blah blah blah. Um, g- g- give me a read on this, man. Was this was this a monumental mistake here? Um, monumental? Not necessarily. I mean, revisionist like revisionist history, like like the cop, right? 
MPJ, he's doing great now, but the fact still remains, there is a chance that the back will not hold up. That's at the end of the day, 14 teams passed on MPJ because he had back problems and it wasn't looking good. And at the time, we were also dealing with Christos Porzingis having an ACL issue, Henry having that. So to go from that to drafting MPJ, it would not have bode well for media at that time. It would not bode we well. It would have been the, crushed. Yeah, Knicks fans, it, 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 at that time, that would have been a risky move for everybody because because we, then we're banking on two people with major, major, major injuries, not minor, major injuries to come back healthy and saving the franchise. I, I didn't I didn't think it was a move they could have taken the risk on. And I understood why they didn't. Um, obviously, we know the talent that he's capable of being. Or at least what he was hyped up to be. The major question was the injury. And as you said, when you're sitting there with KP on the men for ACL injury, I couldn't see how they could sell the fans on taking a kid with a bad back who would, again, have to miss the whole year. Now, now yeah. I said that on Twitter, and I said, listen, if they would have taken MPJ, these same beat writers would have ripped them for doing it. Absolutely. Right? Now they want to come back and say, oh, I told you so, and all this revisionist history. And I said, listen, the Knicks would have been crushed in doing, in picking this kid. And now a lot of people agree, but then some people say, you know, listen, it was a number nine pick. They should have swung for the fences. You know, this is the type of talent, blah, blah, blah. And I understand all of that. But also, I could also understand them being averse to the risk yeah, of taking this kid, not knowing if he would hold up over the course of his career, not just his rookie season, not just, you know, second yes. season, but his whole career when you career. had KP on the mend, who's also an injury risk at seven foot three. It was a tough decision. And yeah, that's the bigger picture. Not these four games, the career. I hope I wish the best for this kid. I hope he stays healthy, but back injuries at 6'10", 6 how however tall this kid is, is nothing to play with. <laughs> that is not it like, is ooh, tough, I sprained my finger. It, it's that tough, is, man. That can linger, man. It's tough. I mean, listen, I even made the argument, I, I would argue not taking SGA or Macau Bridges. Remember, Macau Bridges was my pick. I think that was your pick as well back in that 2018 no. draft. Who was your pick? It was Miles Bridges. Oh, uh, yeah, I was Miles, I was right. Miles Bridges. I, was, I, I, I wanted us to pick Macau Bridges who's starting to come into his own now and really starting to assert himself on the defensive end and his offense is coming together as well for Phoenix. I think him and Booker, that that's part of their rise in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, and then SGA as well. I could even argue that. But the MPJ, the, the, the r- injury risk, I don't think I could hit Perry on that one because I kind of understand it. It still hurts. And no, it definitely hurts, right? And it's not a knock on knocks. Maybe he, maybe he takes a little bit longer. Maybe, maybe he's just not who he thought he could be. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if, uh, if I can hit Perry on that. There's a few moves that happen where you're looking at it now and it hurts, but we have to step back and see what's going to happen in maybe a year or two to see if that move was really the move or or not. Or how it really plays out, you know what I mean? 
We got it. Yeah, we got to see how it's gonna play out, man. Knox being one of those moves. <laughs> yeah, we we definitely got to see how it's how it's gonna play out. This was um back in at the time. Um, SB Nation had interviewed a doctor on the surgery. This this is what the doctor said. Just just run through a couple couple joints. Um, it was he had two surgeries. In, during this college season, outpatient surgeries. Um, one was to treat the herniated disc in his back. The discomfort Bruh. was caused by small tears in the outer layers of the interverbal disc. A whole lot of medical terms we don't need to get into. Um, small tears in his back to repair the herniated disc. Now, mm-hmm. the doctor said that made the claim that this was a common injury to a lot of people and even athletes. Um, it, you know, what are the chances of him re-injuring himself? The doctor said maybe a 10 to 12% chance hmm. within the next five to 10 years, but it's still a chance that he right. could, that he could, because basically what he's saying is in that area, you're going to build up a lot of scar tissue and it's not going to be the same, you know, Ever. the same strength as it was before. So, so yeah, you're, you're patching it up. But it's always gonna kind of be brittle a little bit, which is rough for a young guy playing at that height, eighty-two games a night. Right. That's. Mm. So this is just again, this is just one doctor's opinion. This is just one doctor's opinion. He was also asked what a second surgery spell doomed for his career. The doctor says, nope, it would not. It doesn't affect his return to play, doesn't affect his physical therapy, doesn't affect his chance of neurological problems like weakness or numbness or tingling. Some patients say it hurts a little more because we're going through scar tissue and that's about it. He was asked, how worried would you be if your team drafts him? He says, these teams have in-house surgeon or will will have him evaluated by someone. He'll be extensively evaluated before anyone decides to draft him. He's gone through the ringer. If he's picked, that means he's picked by multiple spine surgeons, and they agree his recurrence risk is low. Mm. Whether yeah. or not it's higher, it's hard to say. Um, yeah. So basically, the doctor didn't, didn't really see cause for for concern, but basically put it on the teams to, to make do what was best for them. In another article during that time. According to Berman, the Knicks went to Chicago to meet with Porter. Porter was holding meetings in Chicago. According to Berman, the medical records were not available to all teams. I remember that. (laughs) Except for the Bulls. According to Berman, the Bulls were the only team that had access to the records. So, does that mean? Did the Knicks even get access to the records? And if they didn't, does that justify not making that pick? I don't know. I'm just exactly. I'm just asking the questions here, James. I just asked the question. It seems like they were trying to push him to the Bulls. And if you have, if they're not allowed to see back medical records, it was supposed to be, you know, a disc hernia in your back. Right. I don't, that's, you're rolling the dice. Once again, you're just rolling the dice. <laughs> and he was also supposed to work out. He canceled workouts because he had a bad hip. Oh, that's right. So he had a hip too. injury. The hip injury right before the workouts. Right yeah. before the workouts. So you couple that with the back injury, with the fact that he only played three games. 
Yikes. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know the full story, what the Knicks have, what information they have, what they didn't have. And was out of shape during the last game. <laughs> that That's all I'm saying. So, you know, you guys in the chat, you guys be the judge. We knew we knew the type of player he was projected to be. Job three four five says he was projected to be elite player. I, I don't. It's not a question of his talent. It's a question. It, the the question is, is was it worth the risk? Right. Knowing the situation that we had. Exactly. And at fifteen fourteen, you can say probably lower lottery. It could be worth the risk at a lower lottery. Does it make um, you feel any better that the logo passed twice? It makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Jerry West passed twice, I feel a little bit better about it, Tails. I don't know. Yeah, That's just me. That's just me. I'm not going to lie. It helps ease the pain a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it helps ease the pain, man. Uh, uh, Let us live. But yeah, you know, like I said on, on Ninja P now, you know, that's that's Knox on his record. Like I said, you look at Shea Gilders Alexander, you look at what Macau Bridges is doing right now. All right, we'll, we'll give Kev some time. Give Kev some time. We'll give him some time. He needs. He just needs to get time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Will he get time? Right. His, his, his minutes per game drop. But I think if if Kenny Payne is truly coming here, I think also with with Rose and West, I think if at, at the very least as a favorite Cal Parry, they're gonna keep Knox. Knox will be here. He has no trade value. Um, and, and so, you know, we'll we'll see if Tibbs can't get anything out of him then. You know, not not too sure what the future will hold for Kev. I feel you, man. I I predict. I'm not saying he will be with the Knicks forever. Bare minimum, I feel like Knox will be here until the trade deadline of next yeah. season. Bare minimum. Yeah. After that, I'm not sure what's going to happen. <laughs> Let's hear from um Antonio from Puerto Rico on the MPJ topic. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, great program. Thank you, bro. How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I would not. I wouldn't go. I would not draft uh, Porter at that time. And still, because like K KQC said, uh, the back that's going to be an issue. I don't know if you remember Larry Johnson. He had to retire. It's not. It's back. You don't get a hundred percent back. And besides that, you you were you were right about the about the reporters. They would not give that reporters on New York fans are tough. They would they would rush him. Rush rush him back. And everything will be negative, you know. So, so I would stay with Knox. Knox is just 20 years old. Ford is 22. And now with uh, Titans, the new coach, I think uh, Knox is going to be, be tougher. And he's just 20. So let's not give up on him, you know. Let's see what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Listen, I, I want the best for all our picks, right? You know, these are all young kids. Obviously, you want it to succeed. Um, Kev, Kev has shown the tools. He's got to put it all together. You know, he has shown some flashes, Jails. Mm-hmm. The shot could be there. He has the length. He, he just got, he's got to put it together, man. He's got to get his head together. And so, we, you know, we, we just got to have some patience with him. It is what it is. This is this is what our team looks like. Obviously, you, you would rather um, them not bungle these draft picks because it's very important. <laughs> so, right. Nah, for, for real. I mean, you know, maybe maybe getting Mitch as, as a gem in the second round, does that, does that help things? Absolutely. A little bit. <laughs> but we need to hit on these picks, too. And he needs time. He needs yeah. time. And when I say time, I don't mean time as in time like years. I mean floor time. 
no matter what his role is next season, if it's in the G League yeah. or on the Knicks, Kevin Knox needs floor time to see what we have. <laughs> I agree. To, to, totally agree, man. Um, you know, on 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 Perry, man. How do we how do we really judge Perry's tenure here? Right, he's going into a lame duck season next season. Not sure. We we have no idea whether they're going to bring him back or he's just there to kind of, uh, you know, be the, the the facilitator, right? That transition team, so to speak. But when you right. look at when he got here, you think about the free agency he got, right? He got Vonley. He got Azonia. He got um, uh, Moutier. They traded for Moutier, right? Right. They got uh, Ramon Sessions. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was great. Remember Ramon oh Sessions? Ramon Sessions came funny. here for a cup of coffee. He was that awful. Was, that was terrible. <laughs> that was. I still remember when he threw the ball over the backboard out of bounds. Man, I still remember that. Yeah, Ramon Sessions in there playing over Frank. He got Hazonia, Vonley, Beasley, walking bucket. Oh yeah. Uh, they got Beasley. I would say you know, the free agent picks have been duds. Yes, I will say the free agent picks have been duds, but um, I feel like he, the picks he had were picked for a reason. You know, I feel like I don't hurt over it as much because I know one of our biggest concerns when Scott Perry first arrived was our cap flexibility was trash. CP, like we had yeah, Joe yeah. Kingo. Joe Kingo was still on the Joe books. Joe Kingo is still on the books. He's still on well, the books. At the time, Courtney Lee was here costing us 14 mil. Tim Hardaway Jr. was costing us 18 with Joaquin Noah, with Carmelo Anthony um, on his way out because he was beefing with, with uh, Phil Jackson. When Scott, To me, when Scott Perry got here, it was a huge mess. And a lot of it had to do with Phil Jackson and Steve Mills, who just caused a stir, a stir before he got here. You know, Steve Mills, Steve Mills signed Ron Baker for eight point. Nine million dollars. Yeah, for what? Like I, Mills, Mills boxed a ton, and and we're gonna get into that for sure. It, yeah, Mills, Mills boxed a ton. I, I just feel like a lot of what Scott Perry had to deal with when he got here was just cleaning up mess yeah. and not yeah. necessarily building. Which is why I don't. I get why people are mad over some of the free agents, I but think, I'm not that mad because it hasn't been. Long deals. I think if we don't know what they had on the table, but I think they should have traded Vonley the second that he, he, he was even good. You know what I'm saying? They should have traded yes. Vonley the second they had a chance. Um, and I think that was a blunder. I also felt like they weren't as aggressive in trying to unload some of these guys in the last two years. Right. You, you know, they, they haven't been as aggressive. Um, not being aggressive in, in absorbing some of that cap. That we had right. this past all season, mm-hmm. you know, making an Iguodala type of trade or even trying to get Harkless on that type of that type of deal. No, nah, I get it. I get it. We weren't we weren't aggressive in that regard. Like the Knicks have done in general a good job of a decent. I want to say a good job, a decent job at getting picks. Whether it be you know the Willie Hernan Gomez, we got two second round picks for him. The pick from Carmelo Anthony that turned to Mitchell Robinson. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, the KP trade was was crazy, but we still got two first round picks out of that. Who knows what that's going to turn into? But 
in general, we, we moved from a team who was over cap, cap flex, cap tight to a team who has more flexibility and options with free agent picks. I mean, first round picks coming forward, which is why we even got time to go here in the first place. Right. Because we have a lot more flexibility. The MOOC trade was good. It was a necessary move. Right. It was a necessary move in which they got um, the draft pick, and then they, they also have the uh, the Detroit second rounder. Right. Which in the 2021 draft, which um, could be a, a good value there. That could be a high second round pick. Exactly. Because exactly. That, that, that draft is supposed to be deeper, so that second round pick should be even a higher talent than usual. So. That would definitely be a good pick for us. So once again, 2021, you're looking at three pretty good picks in the 2021 pick. You got We have our own. We have the Dallas pick. And then mm-hmm. we'll have that Detroit pick. Exactly. So, I mean, so as far as the pick situation goes, we look okay. Yeah. What, what worries me about Perry right now, which is why I'm glad we have in some new blood, is maybe he doesn't get the the team building concept or how to mix and match certain players correctly. Like I'm not sure if he's able to put together a cohesive team. And that's where I feel like he's failed so far. I've, I've know we've gotten a bunch of three point shooters in here to spread the floor. And in theory that should have worked, but that hasn't worked for us. The DSJ move in theory, this guy, everybody wanted him over Frank. He's supposed to be the guy, the engine he flopped. So, it's been a mixed bag. I it's guess been that's what bag. it's been a mixed bag, right? Draft, we can say, okay, Knox, TBD. Mitch, good pickup. I, I, I'll even give him ISO, good pickup. You know, for ISO to make it, you know, through through the through the ranks undrafted, good pickup. Good eye for talent. You know, we right. have, a couple, have a couple guys in, in Westchester that, that are doing well. Um, you know, RJ was an obvious at three, I think. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think RJ was an obvious um Iggy second round we'll see what so far uh has been doing well in Westchester so draft has been I would say a a B right free agency a D (laughs) an F (laughs) B minus (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) D minus and trades I would say D as well because they yes the mellow trade did net us uh uh Mitch but the Porzingis trade was a complete flop, bro. And I gotta get right. back to this. I don't. I hate pouring salt in the moon. I know people don't want to hear this, but I'm sorry, bro. I can't. I, these Dallas games, I can't watch these games, bro. I can't watch it, bro. It, it's a disgrace that we are here watching this dude unleashed in the bubble with Luka Doncic going ham. Timmy going hand. You got Timmy, Trey Burke, and KP dropping 90 on the Rockets, JLS. Come on, man. That is CP, that's, that's a knife to the heart, man. I I'm can't not do hurt, it. yo. I'm not hurt, dog. Don't, do let, let him do it for multiple games. That's what I'm saying. Bro. Like I feel like Luca. Okay, Luca is Luca. Luca is Luca. When I'm looking at the rest of KP's numbers, it's not he had one good game. <laughs> yo, KP KP dropped 26 last night. <laughs> He dropped 26 last night. Let me let me, let me loop my highlights back and, and go back to it. Listen, man. They completely botched that trade. This is going to go down as one of the worst trades in New York history, man. Mm. They traded 
KP for a wish. Literally for a wish. Now, I remember, yes, that night that it happened, we was like, okay, he doesn't want to be here. All right, so be it. But I also took the team to task for why he did not want to be there. Because they had they had enough of the, the stupidity, man. The team was not managed well between mm-hmm. Mills, Perry, Dolan, uh, Phil Jackson. Ridiculous. JLs, that that you let your crown jewel walk out the door and get nothing in return. Yeah. The wish, the wish is there's a lot of weight on these draft picks, man. There's a lot yeah. of weight on these draft picks. Oh, let's see what this 2021 pick is gonna be. Okay. A lot of weight on these draft picks. A lot. <laughs> Listen, man. I understand people want to want to say, oh, you know, it's over, get over it. Yo, these are moves that set your franchise back, man. How are we not understanding this? We're sitting here at the same juncture talking about Julius spinning and winning and looking for his replacement. These are moves that set your franchise back, JLs. Yeah. Like, how, 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 how can we not acknowledge that? Every time this team is, takes one step forward, they take five steps back. I feel you, CP. I feel you. I understand you're hurt. But listen, <laughs> we gotta wait and see what happens, man, because there's still there's still unknowns. We it's still a, have to see we still have to see if we still have to A see if KP can play for more than 60 games in the season. I understand that. Totally understand that. And we have to see if any of these draft picks turn out to be something that we can use as franchise. We can catapult the franchise again. It sucks that we actually picked a correct pick for once in our lives but you know it's still a risk even it's it's still a risk even maxing kp it was i understand all of it it was a risk but you know what you have to think in reality that that money is not going to anybody else man nobody else is coming here and the fact that they let this guy go and had no promises no promises whatsoever that's a yo, that's a disgrace, JLs. You couldn't do that. You could not have done that. What they did was the Dallas trade was the best trade they could have gotten to, to get the two contracts. But overall, it seems like they were better trades in terms of return on it on, on, on your investment. They could have had maybe players that could have helped them right now. Yeah, I mean, I what happened, what I see happening with that thing is the New York eyes. I feel like the Knicks. Saw the writing on the wall with KP and were trying to move covertly while trying to convince him to stay. Because I feel like the front office knew if they openly shot KP, it was 100% he was gone. So instead of openly shopping him, they tried to do it on, on low just in case. He changed his mind magically just in case the team started to flip around and he can implement him later and life would be good. But life didn't end up being good. They ended up shopping him covertly. He asked for a trade. All of a sudden, he's gone within minutes. And then here we are right now. And, and, and that's what caused Mills' job. Because, listen, you can't, that was a disgrace. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. You guys want me to get over it. But listen, man, you never want to see your ex do better, bro. Regardless, 
You know what I mean? I you don't want to see your ex with, yeah, yo. with another dude and, you, and you're sitting there by yourself. Because this is how we're looking right now. We're sitting here with cap space, <laughs> hopes, and dreams. Cap space, hoping. Cap open. space, hopes, and dreams. Listen, we got 2021 pick. We got pick this. We got pick coming up in a few weeks. And who knows what's going to happen? We can end up picking somebody nice, packaging that pick for somebody else. Who knows what's going to happen, CP? Listen, uh, it hurts. I'm, I'm still it here. Hurts. I'm still here, man. I understand but, it hurts. You know, it was a lot easier to accept that night because you felt like it's happening, meaning KD. Like, you felt like, all right, they're going to trade KP. Obviously, you want him here. But damn, you, they're not going to trade him for nothing, right? Right. Without a promise. And they did. I'm not even going to go back that KD road, man. And they I, did. They traded him with no problem. I already know. I keep saying this. I don't want to say it again. The insult I, the insult the, to injury on the whole thing was that they got no meetings. No meetings, Jails. That's the salt in the wound. And rub that in. <laughs> listen. I'm, that's all I'm saying, man. I understand. What was, listen, listen, man. Here's the thing out of it. Going through this debacle, CP, this is what we found out. We found out KP didn't want to be here. Cool. We found out Fizdale was the wrong coach. <laughs> Big time. Big time. <laughs> we got mid of Steve Mills. We actually have a developmental staff for real now. So it sucks that KP left. But maybe, just maybe, we can actually build the foundation a lot better with developmental coaches for the first time, an actual coach for the first time, and hope and somebody with connections and some basketball warehouse on the top. I'm hoping. They, they this is all wishful to. thinking. This is all hope to. right now. This is all hope and, right and, now. And that's just all it is. You know, when you, when you look at Perry, um, again, I don't know. We don't know if if he's if he's meant to to be here. Past this season, but what I think he can do to help his case is number one, they got to ace this draft coming up. You have three draft oh, picks, absolutely. you got to ace it with at least two of them. Number two, they have to get more aggressive, right? Go get another, maybe get another second round pick, buy a second round pick with all this cap uh, uh, situation going on for next season. Go out and go get a second round pick to throw in a Westchester, somebody that you can build up, right? Um, um, use some of the cap space as a weapon to to um, absorb a contract of a less desirable contract and get another veteran in here that way and, and, and get a pick on top of that, right? We need to build up the war chest, bro. Dude, build we up have, the war chest. I don't know. I feel like we have, a, dude, we have one of the youngest teams in the NBA. I agree. So but, getting more picks, to me, if I'm getting more picks, I'm – it's it's the package to move. Right. Because 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 right now we have Frank Knox, Mitch, RJ. Uh everybody over here is 22, 21. Yeah. Can't barely party, can't drink. Yeah. They, I mean, <laughs> listen, they're not all gonna be here, but to your point, um, again, having that as weapons to trade later on, if you need to make a trade later on, then it won't hurt you as bad. But you right. have all this money, use it wisely. Absolutely. Use it wisely. And, and when free agency, agency comes, we'll see if we're using it wisely. We'll Facts. See. That'll, Facts. Be a test. That'll definitely be a test. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to this draft and next year's draft to see what we really have. Because next year's draft is supposed to be one. And let's hope, 
Let's hold the balls. Let's hold the ping pong balls forward. They may, and we get in the right. We go on the right track. Push this franchise forward. Speaking of draft, Alex uh, is on the line. Alex, how you feeling, man? Hey, what's going on, bro? What's going on? Oh, I, I muted him by accident. Hold on, Alex. Hold on, Alex. I thought it was Wolf. I thought it was Alex Wolf. <laughs> nah, go ahead, Alex. My fault. I, I muted you by accident. Go ahead, bro. What's your point? But um, I had I had a uh, scenario. Nobody brought it up, but let's say we get the top four picks. What, what what do you do with Phoenix offers you their their first rounder, first rounder? Wait, if Phoenix, if Phoenix, oh, wait, 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 repeat so, your question. If if Phoenix offers you what, I couldn't hear let's you too say, well. Let's say we let's say the top three, top four pick, and Lamelo's still there, and let's say that Phoenix wants to get Lamelo. Oh, if Phoenix they're wants to give up their first round this year, next year. And and where's where's Phoenix picking in in this scenario? I mean, they're they're, they're at the lottery right now. It's like 14, 13. And Phoenix, and appreciate you, your connection was kind of bad, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute you. Yeah, repeat so, that question. CP. So basically, you're saying if, if Phoenix, if you're sitting there at four and Lamelo's there, and Phoenix is offering you this year's first and next year's first. Would you, mm. would you take that? Phoenix? Yeah. Nah. Because it's Phoenix. I feel like Phoenix is on the brink. So I feel like this year and next year's first is not going to be as valuable as the a top four pick this year to me. Like, I, like to me in the NBA, a dollar is, is, is more valuable than four quarters. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking LaMelo because I still think we're going to end up back in the lottery next year anyway. So we're going to have a, a good pick ourselves next right. year. Plus you tack on the the, the Dallas pick and, and uh, that second round. Uh, if they feel like LaMelo is going to be that next franchise point guard, you can't, you can't pass on that. You got, you got to take it. Exactly. Like I'm not sure if he will be, but I know he has a chance to be with his passing ability. And that's something that yeah. we haven't had on his team in a long time. Someone who can pass like that. True story. True story, who, who, man. Who's the last person can pass like what? Sergio Rodriguez? Who, who's the last person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's the last person who can yeah. pass on the Knicks? <laughs> hey, hey. Well, look, look. Back to the KP thing. Forget Michael Porter Jr. What they should have done was traded up for Luka Doncic. That would have kept KP happy, and you would have had the Dallas team with Mitch right here in the garden. And Trey yeah. Burke. You would have had Trey Burke to the mix? Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, you're right about they should have went. They should have went up and got Luka Doncic, man. If, if that was should've. the case, yeah, Luka's killing Jesus, killing. <laughs> Twenty one years old, man. He's dominating right now. Dominating jails. Ooh, um, so I... to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. If you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new so we can shout you guys out. Let me shout out um, some of the super chats that came in. DJ's man repping seven five seven Hampton VA. Salute to everybody down in Hampton for sure. Alan Berman sends a super chat. He says. Um, Salute, fellas. Knox under Tibbs isn't going to be pretty. Don't see him here to start the season, to be honest. I think he and those Dallas picks are going to bring us back something like the three ball brothers. <laughs> I don't see that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I don't see Kev having that draft capital in him. Um, I think they're going to work with him. I think they're going to work with Kev and, and see what they can get out of him. Um, the J. Caleb Show says, OBJ, Jamal Adams, KP, not cut out for New York. Peace out. We good. 
Well, you know, they, 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 you know, they say KP's not an alpha, and, and that's understandable. I, I wasn't expecting him to be the guy here, JL. It's just, but just mm-hmm. if he was here, there's no doubt that we would have been much further along. You have KP, you have Mitch, you have yeah. RJ Barrett. I mean, for, forget about it. You know, yeah. we, we're, we're moving along, and that's that's all it is. It's like we were stuck in the mud, and we're sinking <laughs> until further notice. And, and this management team has, has to uh, has to prove us wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. KP and Mitch together would be nice. But who knows? Problem. You know what? But, 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 but you know what I will say? I've never seen KB do the Shan God like Mitch, all right? <laughs> I hear you. All right? Okay? I, I hear you, man. Um, yeah, just just tough. Louis Luck says, if you're going to constantly rehash the past, there's no point in looking to the future. You may as well turn in your fan card. Louis Oops. Luck. There's no way, man. There is no way I'm turning in my fan card jails, but we grandfathered in CP. I'm grandfathered in grandfathered in. I'm grandfathered in man. I can say what I want. Once you pass CP, once you pass a 10 year mark of being a fan. Yeah. Like you can't can't say nothing to me. You can't. I've I've been at this for a long time. You cannot question. You cannot question it. Rowan easy says, uh, I'm so negative. Well, listen, when you're watching the team for as long as I have, you have reason to be negative. I don't know how long Rowan's been watching, you know, but if you've been watching for as long as I have, you have reason to doubt it, JL. It's every single regime that comes in is supposed to be the next hot thing, the latest and greatest, from mm-hmm. Isaiah to Phil to everything down the road. We don't need to rehash it, and it's all gone to garbage, man. Let's just be real. A lot of you guys need to be realistic. This isn't Homer Fan TV, JLS. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can be cautiously optimistic, awesome. but at the same time, looking at these past transgressions, this team has to get it together, man. Yeah, we Plain have something simple. to prove, man. We have something to prove. We definitely have something to prove. And the KP trade wasn't a good one. It's looking like that. You would think if Dennis Smith Jr. played at least as good as he did in Dallas. It wouldn't look as bad. It wouldn't look as bad. But they DSJ turned into I don't know what 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 did he what is what is he now? I don't know. I don't I don't know. I think he's <laughs> gone, but I I don't know. I could be wrong. We'll see. Well all, all I'm saying is yeah be cautiously optimistic man but let, let's not act like you know they've been doing things so great in, in the past. Um don't Rory sends a super chat he says my biggest fear is uh Mitchell Robinson leaving the Knicks because of clutch sports influence. LeBron does it to us again. Well, look, Rich Paul is going to look out for, you know, he wants the best deal for his guy. You know, they're yeah. going to want to have Mitch get the bag. And um, I had a show the other day, JL, was just kind of wondering, you know, what is Mitch's value going to be? You know, what is Mitch's value uh, uh, on the open market based on, you know, comparable players? Right. And, and, yeah, and it's like you get that money. Yeah, because, you know. Usually people are saying that the big men who can rim run and block shots, they say they're, using, they're losing value, but then you continue to see guys like that get the bag. So you so you wonder if that's going to happen for Mitch as well. Right. Or right. is it going to take, you know, him hitting some jump shots for him to really get the money that uh, he really wants and put us in a, in a, a situation where we're going to have to make tough decisions. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be mm-hmm. it's going to be a tough decision when it's time to, to for Mitch to get paid, man. Um, mm-hmm. Shell's heavy in the chat. He says, free Kenny Wooten. 
See how we'll see if Kenny gets activated this season. We'll see. It's gonna be very interesting. Uh, and they have a couple of scenarios of how uh, next season will play out. I'm gonna get to that in a second. Um, Salute Delano Steely says, if you don't look to the past, you're doomed to repeat the same mistakes again. Hashtag don't question my fandom. Delano <laughs> Steele, the mayor, man. You know what I mean? I don't need to say it. He said it. He said, hey, it, man. said it well. The Steel speaks, man. <laughs> you know? Um, speaking of speaks, we got to hear from Ari. This is this is a perfect segue for Ari, man. What's going on, bro? Yo, what's up, CT? You guys hear me all right? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, bro. All right, there's a little echo. I was going to. First of all, CP, you have nothing to, um, you know, defend yourself about. Right about everything you just said right now. Jay Ellis is saying it's not that bad. Selling Ninja P T-shirt, you know, wanted so. Um, honestly, dude, the CP trade is that's an unforgivable mistake as a GM. Unforgivable mistake, and it's not just the fact that. It's not the fact that, um, you know, he wanted to leave. The fact that he wanted to leave and that the culture wasn't built and that they put, he put them in such a position just says about the way that Scott Perry was managing the team, man. And I know Steve Mills took a lot of the brunt for it, but Scott Perry was there. First of all, they hired David Fisdale, right? That was like their first move. F. F negative, okay? F negative, all right? After, the, after that... They had that whole um, Chris Porzingis fiasco. And when you're in that position, at least get some value back, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, I don't know how you make that trade. And listen, I, Lucky Louie or whatever his name is, to say whatever the hell he wants about don't look at the past, you're not a fan. All right, Louie, I, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. We want this team to do well. You're just out here making nonsense, all right? So, like, I don't know what he's saying. But, like, if you have KP, you could have, like, I remember a year before that, KP, there was, like, KP for Devin Booker, like, scenario going on. Like, right. you know, there was, like, you could have gotten an all-star, like, a real good player back for Chris Stapps. Even post-injury, you could have gotten back at least a piece, man. And Scott Perry, Scott Perry let that let, let that fly, right? He also drafted Kevin Knox. So, listen, my, my thing with Kevin Knox is I'm not, I personally, at nine, I would have taken a shot at Michael Porter. Scott Perry wasn't there for Devin Booker. He was Booker, the consensus right? number one te- he was a consensus number one talent, but I'm not going to even knock Scott Perry for that because of what CP is saying. You know, you have both injuries or whatever. Like KP and Michael Porter Jr. both had injuries. You can't you can't build a franchise around people that are both injured. But the free agency, oh my God, getting five power forwards and then Wayne Ellington and stunting the players' growth, the young guys' growth. Literally, Scott Perry didn't do anything. Like, there's not one thing Scott Perry did well. Besides draft Mitchell Robinson in the second round, and second round picks don't make you a contender. The lottery picks make you a contender, right? We need a hit on the lottery picks, and they also made the ISO Zo pick, which is a good uh, the undrafted you pickup. Yeah. But then they trade, they, they just let him go for nothing. <laughs> so like literally, I think that's why he's really nothing. mad, Jails. It's like <laughs> he did nothing. He was horrible. He did every mistake possible, and like I know Jay Ellis is going saying like, oh well, you know what? Now we have a new regime. Now we could try building. Dude, we said the same thing three years ago. We said the when same we, when thing. we brought in um, Scott Perry, Steve Mills, and Sizdo, we said the same thing three years ago. And CP's right. You, you, this is the type of stuff that sets an organization back. And you could say, don't look at the past. It's not about the past. It's about moving forward. And you can't go moving forward when your front office is making this wrong decision after wrong decision after wrong decision. So, I'm, right. of course, I'm going to be mad. I'm very upset. And, of 
listen, one more thing. Yeah. One more thing. I read an article that Tim Hardaway Jr. Sr. said that the Mavs called the Knicks about Tim Hardaway Jr. That they wanted Tim Hardaway. Like, the Knicks could have got Tim Hardaway Jr. off the books without KP. Apparently. He was a throw-in. That's how disastrous it was. They didn't even shop him, Jay Ellis. They didn't even shop KP. All right? And don't give me anything about leverage. Anthony Davis had all the leverage in L.A., and they still got a bag for Anthony Davis, all right? They didn't even shop KP. They threw him in. <laughs> disaster. I don't care. <laughs> disaster. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> all right. <laughs> On his soapbox, I think he just wanted to drop the ISO line. Of course, he did. I think, of course it, was all, I think it was all about ISO, man. But okay, first, go ahead, bro. Yeah, first of all, uh, okay, Phil Jackson is the one who was shopping KP for the Devin Booker trade. Everybody, everybody crapped on Phil Jackson. South Perry wasn't even here yet, and I think I think that's the big reason why the Knicks didn't even want to overtly shop KP out in the open because CP. I remember that summer when the the trade KP rumors was coming out during the summer and Devin Booker's name was in there, dog. It was pandemonium. I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was yeah, pandemonium. Yeah, was it. Yeah. it was pandemonium. Imagine that during the season. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that during the season. That was that now, was draft day. That was draft day. That was, that was draft, draft day. That, that, was, that was the inception of Knicks Fan TV. That was the inception. Exactly. Was, That's when we first KP started. trade rumors, yeah. That's when we first started. That's when we first started, and it was like, dog. Facts. If we had the, if we had the, 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 the watch we had now, it, 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 the internet would have broke. Damn. Facts. Damn. Big facts. Um, oh. Yeah, that's that's what t- that's what Timmy Timmy Senior said. That, right. That you know KP was a throw in. Now Mark Cuban said that basically they have been talking about Porzingis for a lot longer. You know, at basically what he's saying is you talk about players all the time. You know, you you, you put together trade packages all the time with, with rival GMs um, in the event that they may pull the trigger one day. Exactly. So Cuban made it seem like they were kind of talking about it, but then, like, they just did it. You know, that the Knicks called them like, hey, you want Porzingis. Exactly. Exactly. I heard that, too. And i also say this. I understand if you're upset over the KP trade. A lot of people are. I get that. I definitely get that. But I, I also will say this. Getting you can say you don't like the KP trade, but you can't downplay you can't downplay drafting Mitch in the second round and him turning into something great. You can't downplay that. I can't say, well, well, franchises aren't built with second round picks. No, that's that's false. Franchises are are built with taking maximizing cheap talent. Yeah. If you're looking at if you're looking at Toronto. Pascal with Van Vliet, like all those guys were cheap talent and they were able to buy time, buy time riding off of cheap talent and, and build a program. And, and now you see them getting championships or is being contenders. So that's absolutely not true. <laughs> uh, and listen, I understand. It's, I understand that you're upset over the KB trade. It's already over. It's already over. I understand you're upset. I'm simply looking at what is next? What do we have next? We have the picks that come, we have coming up next year. We have the Dallas picks. We have cat space that we didn't have three years ago when we were optimistic when Perry and, and, and those guys came here. Now we have cat space. I'm looking forward to the future to see what we can do next. I agree. And, and um, you know, to your point on the second round picks, you know, 
there's a lot of value in second round picks, especially from a salary cap standpoint. You know, if you go out and get some value like a Draymond Green in the second round, a Jimmy Butler in the second round, you know, you look where you're competing, that helps you. That helped Golden State get Kevin Durant. You, you know, because you, you you don't have guys all in the same salary tier. You know what I'm saying? So that is, that's another thing that I'm saying, going back to Scott Perry, is like they got to get aggressive and maybe go buy some second round picks and get them through Westchester and see if, if anything, if any diamonds in the rough appear, because that is how you have a guy on the salary control at a low end exactly. that's going to fill a role for your team. So that gives your team a lot of flexibility. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of value in second round picks if if you could, you know, find that diamond in the rough. Hell, we don't even know we have an Iggy yet, dog. Like Iggy, Iggy was tearing up the G League for the end of the year. We still don't yeah. know we're having Lamar Peters, man. We still don't we still don't know True. what's happening down there, man. True. We story. still have some people to experiment with. We still don't know what's happening with Kenny Woot. True story, man. Um, so to everybody in the chat, so, uh, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Um, let's see who's in here. Salute to everybody on Team Hashtag New. <clears throat> Completely missed that roll call. So salute to everybody on Team Hashtag New if you're new in the chat. Throw your cities in the chat. Let us know where you're checking in from. Um, let's see who else is in here. Shout out to uh, Sham BK. Royal Hebrew Remnant sends us a super chat. He says, Knicks and the fans should be focused on development and not trades and quick fixes at this stage. Too early to look for saviors. Completely agree. Got to develop. Can completely agree. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see who else is in here. Big Chief Triangle. Shout out to Andy. What's going on, Andy? Uh, we got Lockie Whitaker in here, Victoria, Australia. Shout out Lockie. Taya Clay checking in from San Antonio. What, what's going on? All right, a couple more calls before we wrap up. Let's go to um. Uh, this is a good time for Jay from Florida. Jay, what's going on, man? Bro, I'm I'm with Ari, man. I'm with Ari. Listen, bro, you don't trade KP. If you feel like KP got beef with anybody in your organization, you don't fire Phil Jackson and hire Scott Perry, an incompetent, incompetent front office. You get David Griffin. You get real NBA guys in there so you can make sure KP is happy, right? Scott Perry liked and followed a, a bootleg Brock Eiler Twitter account, bro. How incompetent of a GM we got that hired that that follows fake Twitter accounts, bro. <laughs> this man has no idea what he's doing, right? Is that he's how we judge people now year. off of Twitter followers? Bro, you don't know analysis. what you got going on. You don't know what's what. You don't even know if a, if a Twitter follower. Oh, I, I got your phone you number. It's <laughs> <laughs> his Ninja Peace you following know what bots. He's, he's 50, 60-something years old. He's talking about Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. You got MPJ. You you pick Michael Porter Jr. no matter what in that draft. The whole arena is screaming for Michael Porter Jr., not not Kevin Knox. I threw it on Twitter the other day. Everybody's MPJ, 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 and they pick Knox, right? Last year, ball, 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 we seen a little rumor about Ball, ball, possibly getting picked by the Knicks again, traded up by the, you. Pick ball, ball. These cats is is, is high end prospects for a reason, right? Same thing. If we don't get Melo this year, we get, go get Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony is a top level prospect for a reason, right? They get ranked based on their high school and AAU ball, right? Don't try to rethink the wheel. Go get them high level blue chip prospects and call it a day, right? Scott Perry is incompetent. 
You know what I'm saying? He makes it bad for future black GMs. I'm going to say because I'm black. I'm going to say it, bro. We got to get rid of him, bro. Got to. Got to. No what do you think about the RJ pick? I mean, the RJ pick was the obvious pick. I would have picked Reddish. I wanted Reddish. Okay, wait, 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 wait. wait. So, so wait, wait. Be a wait, wait, wait. So, you just contradict yourself. You said, go for the obvious pick. Don't overthink it. What do you think about RJ, who was the obvious pick? Uh, that was too well, obvious. Reddish is a, was a Which is it? Prospect too, bro. Which is it? <laughs> Which is it? Go Reddish for the... was a blue, a blue chip prospect, too. They all went to do. And Reddish oh. had a three ball, had the handle. He had everything. I feel like you picked Reddish. RJ, cool. Oh. I like his attitude. I like how he carries himself. But blue chip, having the ability to shoot the ball, carry, you know, dribble, I would have picked Reddish. That's just me. You pick our ball, you pick Reddish, you pick these blue shippers, these no doubt about it, blue shippers. Mm. If we don't get the number one, two, three pick, pick Cole Anthony. All right. Because people people compare him to DSJ. Cole Anthony is not DSJ. Yeah, he's bro. not DSJ. Cole Anthony could pull up off the dribble. He's far from DSJ. Yeah, he's he's not DSJ, man. Pre- appreciate okay. the call, Jay. Appreciate the call, man. Go for the obvious pick. <laughs> nah, Reddish. nah, I, I wouldn't have Reddish, man. I wouldn't have Reddish. I'm sorry. I, 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 was, I was feeling him on the Twitter points, but not on the Reddish points, man. You was feeling him on the Twitter? <laughs> he's, a re- that, that's, he's not a real GM. Was, that was a new take. That was a new take. That was, the, that was the take of the day. That was a new take. I had no idea Scott Perry was out here following bots. Oh, man. Man, his daughter runs his, his. I don't know if you have his daughter. His, his, his nephews run his his Twitter page. I don't know. What listen, is. man. <laughs> listen, man. If this is real, man. Like this is real. Like you know, yeah. People say, oh, you know, you're just complaining. Listen, when you cover this team on a daily basis, and whether whether or not we was covering it, we were watching this team on a daily basis. Like this started way before this show. When you watch every single game from summer league on through. You want to see your team improving, man. You don't want to see them taking one step forward and ten steps back. They need to learn from the past, JL. This is this is real. I feel you. I feel you. I guess you don't want to hear my Kira Lewis over Cole. (laughs) (laughs) This is real, you know. Again, the MPJ thing, I understood it. Um, The Frank draft was a whiff. Let's just be real. Not saying that Frank can't add value to this team because I think he still can. Right, but his pick they 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 reached too high for him. That was Phil Jackson. That was Phil. You know he he wanted his triangle his triangle guard. Mm-hmm. It was a whiff. So it, it just listen. It just is what it is, man. It just is what it is. Um, salute to Danny Thomas sends a super chat. He says this year, this coming year is going to be important. We need to create a better culture that lead into more wins. Also, I agree with Jay Ellison drafting great talent in the second round is important from Stockton. California, Danny Thomas, what's going on? Shout out, uh, Flutophone Johnson, new from Jersey. Anybody in Jersey, salute to Jersey in the building. Who else we got in here? Um, Brandon N., what's going on? The Humble Memphian, what's going on? Humble Memphian, all right. Yeah. Mike Jones, what's going on? Who? Mike Jones. Mike Jones in the building. (laughs) Pedisance, what's going on? How's everybody feeling, man? 675 on the YouTube. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Um, If you guys are new in the chat, once again, welcome to the show. Uh, Just a couple reminders. Remember, this show is available in audio podcast format. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, and Stitcher, so you never have to miss it. Um, Coming up, the lottery coming up, JLs. August 20th. Let's go. Nervous, man. Let's get it going. I'm nervous, man. Yeah. 
dreaming. I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming of ping pong balls. What, 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 what pause? But what number are you? Um, I, I slapped that ping pong. Yeah. CP. <laughs> I didn't think I got the balls, the ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just it came out so fluid, man. I just had to, I just had to check it out the door, JLS. You know what I'm saying? Um, but no, we got a big show coming up August 20th for the live stream. Watch along. We're gonna do a watch along, mock draft. Call the reactions, all of that. We got Macri coming through, Schwinney's coming through, we got Hardwood Harold coming through, um, um, Spencer's TBD, Spencer's mm. TBD. But we gotta have about six people on the show. Um, gonna be a big show. Gonna be a big show. That's August twentieth. Don't miss it. Um, other news on the on the league league wise, JLS. Um, they're trying to figure out what to do with these teams like the Knicks, the Delete Eight. Um, to get them active and involved, because look, I mean, right. they could be looking at anywhere between nine and twelve months since they last played basketball. So you know, a lot of fans didn't feel like it's a big deal, but to these the coaching staff and everybody that wants to get acclimated, they're trying to figure out what the best thing to do. There was um, initial talk about them going to Orlando, but that looks like it's been scrapped. The PA, NBA Players Association doesn't want to do that, so seems like they're going to get cleared for some sort of. Voluntary training camp in August. Not set in stone, okay. but it's a possibility. Voluntary training camp in August. Um, as it pertains to next year, they're trying to figure out how to maximize um, fan participation, getting fans back in seats. Obviously, that all hmm. depends on how quick the vaccine gets here. And for you anti-vaxxers, no, I'm not advocating for the vaccine. I'm just telling you what it is. Don't come for me in the comment section. I'm just telling you what it is. They're trying to figure that out. Um, so they even talk about possibly delaying the season past the December 1st um, start if, it, if they know that they can get fans back in the seats. They're also talking about um, having regional bubble sites, Orlando, Vegas, other sites where you know you would travel somewhere, play a group of games, come back home for two weeks and then go to another site, play your next set of games, so on and so forth. So it's a lot of unknowns, a lot of unknowns for, for next season, but um, there's a lot of this is different scenarios that, that they're uh, pondering right now. All right. All right. I'll be, all right. Hopefully it gets, I want to, I want to see some, I want to see some Knicks news, man. I'll hopefully it gets something like that going. I want to yeah. see some, I want to see some thoughts on Knox's progress. Frank coming back from France. I want to see what happens with those guys and read some news on updates on those. Facts. Listen, Tibbs, Tibbs is trying to get in there with the team, man. It's very important. Yeah. Next year, it, it's going to be um, a very timing-wise, things are going to just be very strange, man. So he's trying to get in with the team as soon as possible. All right, last call of the night. Let's hear from Will from LI in the building. Will, how you feeling, bro? You're... Hey, hey what's going on, CPJS? How you guys doing? Good, man. What's going on? Not a must, not a must, man. I hope you guys are good. Uh, personally, I've been out of the loop, kind of. Uh, I, I'm in LI, and we still ain't got power over here. So I haven't really been able to check Twitter and all that other stuff about what's going on with the team and everything. So, again, appreciate you guys' show, keeping me in the loop and everything. And nice to hear from everybody. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to talk about um, this assistant coach coming out of Kentucky, man, and um, the obvious connections to Kevin Knox. And, like, you know, everybody talking about the MPJ thing, you know, 
I was in the same boat with you guys after hearing, you know, our exact situation where we were at that point in time. It it was like a damn if you do, damn if you don't thing. So honestly, no matter what happens, we're always going to be like uh, a target for the media. Like I don't really see them coming up like at uh, uh, what's that team? Uh, the Suns for getting rid of T.J. Warren and seeing how he's just going off right now. So I think cash mm-hmm. considerations. That's a come up. That right was there. the Knicks. Come on now. Yeah, been ripped apart. Would have been ripped apart. But I digress. Uh, talking about this new, this potential new acquisition for the uh, for the assistant coach. Listen, man, I really feel like this is a reaching out point to Kevin Knox. Like this is like a we're gonna bring in a guy that was from your old program that knows you, that knows when you were when you were at your best basketball, which how you used to work and everything. So I hope that this is. Them doing this, Kevin Knox also does it and meets them halfway. Because let's, I mean, we all know it. This is a make it or break it for Kevin right now. This is make it or break it. You know, if if this coach does not get the most out of Kevin Knox and Kevin Knox does not put his best foot forward to be that player that we all know we want him to be, then that might be it for Kevin. And I don't want it to happen. I'm rooting for the kid, but, you know, it just is what it is. But I'm going to just leave you guys on that. Appreciate the content. You guys keep doing what you're doing, man. Appreciate it, bro. Hopefully your pal comes back on, man. Because, yeah, I've been right. hearing um, Suffolk County. Suffolk County didn't uh, still doesn't have power in some bases. You know, Alan Hahn is still out there in the dark. So, um, yeah, Suffolk County, man, still still hasn't had as much power. Bye, guys. Yeah, yeah. But listen, on Knox, um, hopefully this guy helps him. We'll see. You know, like I said, he's on his third coach in, in three years. So that certainly hasn't uh, bode well for him, but we'll see what happens, man. We'll, we'll definitely see, see what happens. happens. I don't even think it's just Knox, too, because he, he's, he's a big man coach. Yeah. So you, you're thinking about Knox. I'm thinking about Mitch, you know? Yeah. Or Mitch. Uh, Randall. <laughs> yeah, Randall. <laughs> Randall I'm thinking, yeah. you know, these guys, too, not just Knox. I mean, not that helps, but true. it seems like his specialty is uh, post-up moves as well. So Facts. he's the post-up moves, and he got guys who – like Mitch, who hasn't posted up anything yet, I and mean, that could be for Mitch as well. It could be, it could be just good for the team. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Um, let's go one more. Let's go overtime. Delano, close us out. I didn't see Delano on the, on the line. Go ahead, bro. Salute to everybody in the chat. What's going on, fellas? How you feeling, bro? All right. Hey, just wanted to, you know, again, come in, show love and everything. You know what I'm saying? Show love to you guys. Um, always keeping the content going. Um, salute to everybody in the chat, you know what I'm saying, taking their time out, you know what I'm saying, hope everybody's staying safe. Um, I'm going to be honest, um, and I've expressed this plenty of times, I've expressed it since the 2018 draft with you guys over the phone, that I felt like, again, you take the NBA-ready talent or the higher prospect knowing what he brings to the table over somebody that you need development with. Um, so for me, of course, MPJ and Mikhail Bridges were my choices over Kevin Knox. Um, we live with what we got, you know what I'm saying? Of course, you hope for the best, but it really hurts when you start looking at those same guys that you passed up on, and I know everybody else passed up on it, but I'm not a fan of everybody else. I'm a Knicks fan. <laughs> so I focused solely on what the Knicks did or <laughs> what they didn't do, and that was draft the right person as far as what they needed, and they needed NBA-ready talent, especially if our development is in question. Um, 
on top of the KP trade. Yeah, that's a stinger. But again, to the fan that I um had it correct, this is the same exact situation that happened with Melo. So that's two bad trades that we have in our history. So again, why would you sit here and say stop looking at the past? But clearly, we should have been looking at the past instead of making these bad trades. Because look at what happened. It bit us in the butt. And we're now still stuck at square one. So, you know, at the end of the day, I just want us to build contenders. But we have to avoid the pitfalls of making the same mistakes over and over again. So that's just my take on it. True story, man. Appreciate the call, Delano. Definitely appreciate it. Um, it's uh, it makes a fair point, man. You know, and, and having guys that are more ready to to contribute when healthy, um, uh, because we all know that Knox was projected to be a pro- was was slated to be a project uh, when they took him. So maybe they would have been better off taking a fire on MPJ. He has a good point, JLs. If you're not going to develop him, you got to get the guys that are ready to roll. Um, so we yeah. we shall see, man. Yeah, we. I mean, we failed. Well, Knox got the minutes to, to develop and see something in his first season. That second season, though, was crucial when he was on the bench for so long, kind of not really developing at all and stalling until Morris left. You know, that's when maybe he started to see some growth on the defensive end. But we need to put some more time into it to see what we have for real. Yeah, that's it, man. And on that note, JL, scared and sign out, bro. Yeah, man. Salute to everybody who follows Nick and Tom show. Um, we're dropping new episodes every week. Back on it. On the YouTube channel, so definitely check us out. YouTube.com slash Nick and Tom Show. The SoundCloud has been installed for, for now. We're going to get that back up soon. But we'll be back on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all that noise very soon. Definitely catch us on Dash Radio as well. we on Dash Radio, number next network in the mornings at 7 a.m. on Tuesday. And also check out the blogs. We got some talented writers um, on our squad writing some cool stuff. So shout, shout out to the writers on the squad um, on nicktimeshow.com. Watch it for the blog. That's all. That's you, CP. Sir, great show, JLs, as usual. And um, so to everybody in the chat, great show again. Uh, we almost hit 700, man. So great job, everybody out there. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Uh, we appreciate everybody for sending a super chat as well. Uh, the donations go to cover overhead, so we definitely appreciate all the love. Um, any more that we missed? Shout out EJ1. Shout out EJ1. So to EJ1 for the chat. Uh, Louis Lux says, I've been a fan since the 90s. I hear you, but what other choices there but to hope for the best? The past is just at the past. Yeah, that's all we're saying. Listen, we wouldn't be doing the show if we wasn't, <laughs> if there was no optimism, JLC, you know what I mean? Listen, exactly. we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be here doing this, but at the same time, you know, the, the frustration is there, man. We got to get it together. That's all. That, that's all we're saying. But if, if we weren't optimistic, trust me, we wouldn't be doing this for, for hours on end on, on a daily. So, uh, I, I definitely hear you. Yeah, I mean, and I and I get it. So you have to look at the the um the past mistakes to see where to go next. But you know, I got I gotta throw in some optimism when it gets too heavy. I'm like, all right, all right listen, listen, let's wheel it back in. Let's wheel it back in a little bit. It's like this is what we have to look forward to. So everybody's not gonna be splitting their throats. Like, no, we nah, have stuff right. to look forward to. We have that, stuff. To that, that's definitely right. With the blunders. True. All right. <laughs> um, JJ Hands TV says if the Knicks draft Denny, I'm sending a hundred dollar super chat. All right. All right. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, Tay Clay says, um, CP, if a player wants out, there's nothing you can do. Kawhi Leonard wanted out. There's nothing the Spurs can do about it. What they get? Fair. That's fair. That's a fair point. You know, and Tay is from San Antonio. He knows. And, and you know, San Antonio was always looked at as that model franchise. And 
some somehow that that bridge was burned with, with Kawhi Leonard JL. So that's a yeah. fair that's a fair one. Exactly. It's like you're not when you're not going to get when you're not going to get fair value. Yeah. What's the next best thing? Yeah. Picks. It's a fair <laughs> one, but but I but I also say with the Spurs it's a rare one, and with the Knicks yeah. it's not. It's a very common thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's the only difference. You know what I mean? But I, I hey. Um, don't Rory says, I said it before, we need to draft Obi from Dayton. Obi Toppin. He throws his hat in, in the Obi Toppin ring. Okay. okay. Got Obi, we got Denny. Okay. Yeah. All right. No doubt, man. So, uh, like I said, remember August 20th, uh, lottery watch along. So make sure you guys tune in for that. And uh, we'll check in with you guys this week. Salute to Patrick Francis, DJ's mm-hmm. man, Hampton VA, Royal Hebrew Remnant, appreciate it. Stephen Fox says it's time for a chopped cheese. He's about to go get his eat on. I'm about to go get my eat on, JLs. Um, I, what do you want to shout out before we get out of here? So shout out to Adele Chapman. Shout out to my mods, Greg Williams. So shout out to Greg. Greg still stay, stays throwing the inside jokes from my pod or from my, my post into the chat. Shout out to you. You paying attention. Mm-hmm. Shout out to John Talento, G. Adrizzi, uh G. Bolden Jr., uh, uh, One Shot, everybody who's, who supports uh, both of us. Nick's, Nick's fans to be in the time show. Nick, shout out to you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.